Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen Wasalan. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadef. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu Alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all. Join Dr. Debbie Green with Soulful Solutions 
and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. And Grand Rising, thank you all for joining us on today's exciting show, <laughs> The Female Solution. I'm Naima Latif, sitting in for Dr. Debbie Green, and we send her our positive energy and prayers and love for the healing of her laryngitis so that we can hear her beautiful voice again next week. And we thank you so much, Dr. Debbie, for all of the brilliant wisdom that you share with us because we are here to raise global consciousness, to share understanding, to enlighten and inspire with insight so that each person, each soul can become their greatest expression of themselves. So we want you today to look at ways to work on something that you may not realize you have, low self-esteem. And it's important to distinguish between being humble and not wanting to be ostentatious and having the kind of low self-esteem that makes you not value yourself. So we want to urge you, call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 when you're ready to share your thoughts as we talk about overcoming low self-esteem. Well, first of all, what is self-esteem? Well, according to Health Direct, the website healthdirect.gov, .au, in case you want to have this information in your files. What is self-esteem? Self-esteem is the way we think about ourselves and the value we place on ourselves. We all criticize ourselves from time to time, but if you think badly about yourself or judge yourself negatively, you may have low self-esteem. You may not know the cause of your low self-esteem, but there are steps you can take to improve it. Well, let, let's pause right there for a moment because everything in the universe is based on cause and effect. So nothing just happens out of nowhere. Nothing just manifests for no reason. The way you feel about yourself is a direct result of the experiences you have had pre-birth and after birth. Everything from the way your mother felt about carrying a child to the sounds that you heard being said about the pregnancy, we want you to understand that the feelings that people projected at you, 
you felt them in your mother's womb. And the reason why we want to talk about this from the very early stages is because sometimes the wounds that are inside of you happen before you were even born based on the circumstances and the conditions that your mother was experiencing when she carried you. And if, for any reason, she did not feel good about your arrival, you felt that rejection. You felt it. And this is something that we'll be talking about in our Parenting with Peace class coming up very shortly. Because our goal is to help those women who are mothers or will soon be mothers to raise their children differently than the way our generation was raised and even the generation after us so that we can stop wounding our children. And when we can do that, then we can see a better society emerge because the root of all human conflict is really low self-esteem. If you don't love yourself, you cannot love someone else. And when you love yourself, you're able to love others because you don't have a need to put others down in order to make yourself feel better. So let's start out with that foundation. And again, we want you to call in 515-605-9325 and press 1. We'd love you to share your experiences and perhaps how you may have had to struggle with overcoming low self-esteem or even if you've been able to recognize the low self-esteem in a friend or partner and the effects of it on your relationship. So that's the, the first thing, is understanding what it is. Now, self-esteem is different than self-confidence. Confidence relates to a person's ability in a particular area of their life. A person can be very confident about their particular abilities but still have low self-esteem. Achieving confidence in a particular area of life won't necessarily improve self-esteem. And let's pause there for a moment because if you say perhaps you're a very accomplished athlete, you know, you're a great basketball player and you've got the cheering crowd, you made the winning shot and you're the hero, but you have some not good feelings about your academic performance. And maybe inside you feel like you're not very intelligent. And maybe you've had people say things to you 
Like, well, you're not that smart, but maybe you can get a, a sports scholarship. And you don't feel like you have the mental capacity of other people. And maybe you've even had other people say you're stupid. And whenever you make a mistake in school and get a low grade, you feel even worse. But, hey, on that basketball court, you can make that winning shot. So you're confident about that. But you don't feel good about yourself because another area of your life you feel defective. And so maybe you're very defensive whenever anybody challenges your intelligence or your knowledge because you feel like they're trying to say you're stupid because you have low self-esteem in that area. So when you feel badly about yourself, that is low self-esteem, whatever the reason may be. Maybe you're highly intelligent, get good grades in school, you're confident, you're the one that raises your hand, you're the one that has the answers, and you're the one that gets all the A's on your tests, but you feel like you're ugly. And maybe people have even made fun of you, called you names, maybe even bullied you because of the way you look. But you're confident about your intellect, your academic skills but you may not feel good when you see your face in the mirror because you've been told it's unpleasant to look at. And so inside you have low self-esteem. You don't feel good about yourself. We've all had life experiences where people have treated us badly for whatever reason, and this affects our self-esteem. When you're a child, that is when you're programmed, they say the first seven years. That's the programming years. Whatever feedback you're getting from your environment, that's how you feel about yourself. And so whether it's parents, teachers, neighbors, friends, all your interaction is giving you feedback about who you are and what your importance is. And if you've gotten enough negative feedback that makes you feel like you're not worthy of love and respect, then you're going to have low self-esteem. Again, we want you to call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 when you're ready to speak. But if you want to just, uh, you know, listen and absorb and take notes, that's okay too because we really want you to heal and overcome low self-esteem. So now let's talk about what are the signs of low self-esteem. Well, one, saying negative things and being critical about yourself. Think about that. Have you ever done that? Oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, I look horrible. Oh, my hair's a mess. I mean, we all, you know, are a little bit self-critical. 
but your self-talk can be an ongoing, self-demeaning conversation in your head that you don't even realize it because it has become a way of thinking all the time. So think about the conversation in your head to yourself about yourself. What are you saying? And are you saying it often? Next, joking about yourself in a negative way. Now, we all do that. We've got friends that do that. Oh, I'm so fat, I probably can't even fit through the door. Or, oh, I'm, I'm so ugly, I'll probably break, break your camera. Don't take a picture of me. I mean, you know, we, we say things in a joking manner. But really, what's underlying the joke? Do we really feel that way about ourselves? And are we making those jokes often? And are we doing it to take away the sting of the pain of what we really feel about ourselves? And we thank all of you for joining us today because we really want we want our human family to feel good because when you don't feel good about yourself, you're going to do some unpleasant things to other people because you don't feel good about yourself. So we'll talk about that. Next, focusing on your negatives and enjoying your and ignoring your achievements. Focusing on your negatives and ignoring your achievements. Okay. How many of us do this all the time? Let's say you're in a in a in a sporting event. Baseball game. You got three hits. Great. Got on base and everything. But twice you struck out. Wow. Now, do you focus on those two times you struck out and feel really bad about yourself? Oh, I let my team down. We lost by two points. If I hadn't struck out those two times, we would have won. It's all my fault. Do you do that to yourself every time something happens? Wow, I got four A's on my report card, but I got a C and a D. Oh, man, I'm dumb. I got a C and a D. Ignore those three A's. And, you know, we've got we've got people who do that to themselves because that's what happened to them. That's how their parents responded to them. You bring home a report card, three A's, a C, and a D. What happened in that class? Why you got a D? And our parents think, that they're motivating us to try harder. They really believe that. But what they've done is train us to focus on the negative things, the failures, the times when we didn't perform as well as we would have liked. We've been trained to focus on that instead of being happy, being grateful, being proud of the good things, the high achievements that we made. How many of us do that all the time? You get up and make a speech. But then on one part of the speech, maybe you mispronounced a word. And after the speech, people clapped and everything. But after the speech, you beat yourself up. Oh, man, I mispronounced that word. I mispronounced people think People think I'm stupid. I mispronounced it. And everybody heard me. Oh, you know. And you obsess about that one thing. Didn't even notice. Everybody clapped and most people didn't even realize it. But you 
beat yourself up for that one thing you did wrong. How many people do that all the time? And it is something that was trained into us, often by the people who raised us who didn't know any better because they were trying to get us to strive for excellence. That really was their intention. But what they instilled in us is low self-esteem and a belief that we are somehow defective because we weren't perfect. We failed at something. We didn't do something absolutely flawless. And so the mistake is more important than anything else. That's how we were conditioned. So the next thing, blaming yourself when things go wrong. How many of us do that? Blame ourselves for something that really, it was a collective effort, but we always feel like it's our fault. You're in a basketball game. Score is tied. The clock is ticking. One second to go. Score is tied. If you make that last shot, you win the game. You throw the ball and you miss. Oh, you lost the game for us. No, 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 no. Everybody else was scoring points all along just like I was. Yeah, I had a chance to make that winning shot and we could have won the game. I missed the shot. But how many shots did you miss the reason why the score was tied at the end? We don't think about that. We go home feeling horrible because we missed the winning shot. We lost the game for our team. How many of us have been trained to see things that way? Because that's how the society will make us feel. You are responsible for our loss. You didn't make the winning shot, even though the whole team was scoring all through the game. And even though you had an opportunity to get that last shot, everybody else had an opportunity to score more points, so you wouldn't have ended up tied in the first place. And they missed some shots, the reason why you were in that situation. But does anybody teach you to see it that way? No, they teach you to feel like you lost the game. So this is our conditioning. We learn to take blame for something that really involved everybody. Everybody help create whatever the situation is, but we learn to feel like it's our fault. And that's not to say never take responsibility for a part you play in something. But sometimes we will take blame for something that really was a collective act. And that is another sign of low self-esteem. Next, Thinking other people are better than you. Now let's take a look at the conditioning that causes that. You can live in a society such as the old society of India where there's there's a there's an official caste system. There was an official caste system that designated people who were the highest and people who were the lowest. 
And the lowest people were called the untouchables. That's mean you're dirty and nasty. You do the dirty work. You clean the toilets. You empty the garbage. It's like you're garbage. And if you're born into that caste, then, of course, you're already told that you can never marry into somebody in a higher caste, the people who are at the top, because they're the highest caste. And they get the best of everything. They live in the beautiful homes. They get to have servants. They get to have wealth. Now, when you live in a society that breeds low self-esteem into people by actually making them believe that there is a hierarchy of human worth, how can you possibly overcome low self-esteem in that situation? Mahatma Gandhi was one who, of course, is legendary in his work in removing the idea of a caste system and all of those beliefs that say some people are not worthy and others are. But it's a state of mind. And you can maybe not have an official caste system anymore, but still have that in your mind. And we know that that is something that still exists in the minds of people who've been in a society where there is a caste system, there is a hierarchy, there is a class system. If people make you believe that the amount of money you have determines how much respect you're going to get, such as the society we live in, you can be conditioned to feel badly about yourself because perhaps the clothes you wear didn't cost as much as the clothes other people wear. How many people remember being teased at, at school if you had on an old shirt or old skirt or old pair of pants or shoes that maybe scuffed up with a hole in them and people laughed at you because your clothes were a little worn and you didn't have the latest new things because your parents were struggling, they didn't have money, and you were made to feel like you were lesser than other people. That's ingrained in you. And when you don't feel like you're worthy of respect, that's when low self-esteem becomes a part of how you see yourself. And so you may naturally feel that people who have money are better than you. This can lead to a life of obsessing about getting money because you think that's how you can get respect because the people with money are better than the people who don't have money. And you were treated badly because you didn't have money. And you obsess about whether or not people have money and whether you look like you have money. And you overspend more than your budget trying to look like you have more than you have because you believe that's going to make you get respect. But that's really a sign of your low self-esteem. And it's a common one. It's a very common one. That's why you'll see people living above their means, buying more than they can afford based on their current income, getting into high debt, trying to impress others. It's low self-esteem that makes you believe that you must buy your way into the respect of the society because you've been conditioned by the society to feel that way. But the way you feel about yourself is more important than what you think others think about you. 
And if you can master your own thoughts about yourself, then you're no longer a slave to other people's opinions. So you've got to overcome low self-esteem. And we're going to pause right there and take a quick call before we take a break. Area code 773-221. Your mic is open. Give us your name where you're calling Admiral from. Admiral Nelson Bay. Yes. Well, we thank you so much for listening in. And what are your thoughts? Have you... Have you had an experience where you maybe didn't feel good about yourself because of maybe things that family or friends said to you when you were growing up? And how did you deal with that? The um, sort of um, DNA that um, I was born with by virtue of who my mother and my father is or are, I speak of my parents as being in the present tense because as long as I'm alive, Andrew D. Nelson, U.S. Army troubleshooter and queen of the world, Josephine Elizabeth Jack Nelson, live. Mm. And so that um, gives me a very unique um, self-concept, which is the core of human personality according to the psychological um psychological um, research. I got that from yeah. the psychology of achievement by Dr. Brian yeah. Tracy. And my sense of who I am in this whole scheme of things is very unique by virtue of who I actually am in this whole scheme of things. When I published my political treatise, Andrew Nelson, America's Black Hitler, People really should um, take seriously the moniker that I ascribe to myself. And the world's equilibrium has been upset through the vibrating influence of this most great, this new world order. Uh, mankind's ordered life has been revolutionized through the agency of this unique, this wondrous system, the like of which mortal eyes have never witnessed. The universal house of justice shall be in charge of everything, and everyone shall be obligated. They would be positioned to owe it to themselves to accede to the statements issued by my beloved universal house of justice. Mm. I know the plight of the Sunday. The great grand So do you feel Andrew, do you feel that uh do you feel that the way your parents raised you uh gave you the self image that you have today or did you have to redefine yourself based on your own decisions to be who you are? I've heard it said that we choose our own parents. And mm-hmm. there is an element of truth to that. I believe. Absolutely. And so we will it into existence, and so it is. Absolutely. So you did choose those parents, and they gave you the insight that they gave you. They gave you the personality that you have, and they gave you the uh, abilities that you have because you did choose them, and so you are who you are. 
at least they gave you that start in life, and so now you're creating yourself and expanding your definition of yourself. We got to take a break. I want to thank you for calling in. I appreciate your being a loyal listener, listener and supporter of the Female Solution Global Radio TV show, and of course, uh, our dear brother Admiral Nelson Bay is also an ongoing supporter of the Higher Learning Network's Homeless Program. We appreciate that so very much. And we've got to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and continue our list. And we want you to call in, 515-605-9325, and press 1 when you're ready to speak. Did your parents infuse you with healthy self-esteem and make you feel good about yourself, or do you remember constant criticism that made you constantly criticize yourself, even unconsciously? What do you remember about early childhood conditioning? We'll talk about that and more when we come back. You're listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. I'm Naima Latif, and of course, we're sitting in for Dr. Debbie Green. Uh, prayers and, and good wishes for uh, positive healing energy sending to her throat so that she can overcome her laryngitis and we can hear her beautiful voice next week. So we'll be right back after this brief message. So I'm Beata, your holistic life coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com, where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com, and I'm Viato. about finances, family, health, jobs, relationships? Are you in pain? Do you feel stuck? If you answered yes to any of these questions, help is available. Don't worry, you're not alone. It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head. No height, just down to earth, solid, workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily. It's really food for the soul, whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything, reverse type 2 diabetes, publish a book, promote your product or service, or just make extra money. To take advantage of the deal of the day, go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code The Female Solution and get free shipping. That's ZeldaSpeaks.com or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit ZeldaSpeaks.com. 
Hi, this is John Alexander. And I'm Naima Latif. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Big difference. Watch us every day on The Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash TheMediaConnectionTV. YouTube it. We'll see you soon. There are people who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Our job is to bring you their stories to motivate you to do the same. Join us each week, host John Alexander and Naima Latif, as we bring you the educators, entertainers, elected officials, religious leaders, and community activists whose works are transforming this world. Find out how you can make a difference, too. Be inspired. Watch the Media Connection. Mondays at 5 p.m. and Tuesdays at 12 noon on Cable TV Channel 19 in Chicago. and other cities, check your local cable listings. I'm Naima Latif, sitting in for our, our dear Dr. Debbie Green, and of course, uh, wishing her health and wellness and healing energies for her laryngitis so we can hear her beautiful voice next week. And today we want to talk about overcoming low self-esteem. If you're watching us on our Facebook or YouTube channel, The Female Solution, feel free to write in your comments and we will share them with our listening and viewing audience. And we certainly do appreciate all of you who listen in daily or watch daily because we want to help all of us in the human family to evolve into the best expression of ourselves. And uh, as our previous caller stated, you know, we, we make choices about the life experience we want to have before we're born. And there are challenges that we want to overcome. So we're not here to get beat down, but we may be here to overcome getting beat down so that we can evolve into our highest self. And you may have been born into a family of, of bullies, but this is to teach you how to stand up for yourself because you're not here to be made to feel like you're lesser than. We are all great and powerful beings, expressions of the Creator. We are individuated expressions of God in a physical body, having this physical experience. But if we're living in an environment that teaches us that our particular unique expression is lesser than someone else's, then we're not going to feel good about ourselves. And so knowing the truth about yourself, knowing that you are perfect just as you are, can help you overcome low self-esteem. And where in your life are you taught that? Probably not anywhere. So that's why we're teaching you that here. So let's continue our list of signs of low self-esteem, and we can talk about how you can overcome them. The next thing, 
is thinking you don't deserve to have fun. Now, i got to really make a point here because many of the people in our religious communities, and they mean well, they really do, they just don't know any better. They're believing that to be spiritual means to live a life of such austerity, such seriousness, that somehow things that make you laugh and have joy are sinful. And we have had sometimes that notion beat into us. How many of us went to church services as children and were beaten because we laughed or, or you know, ran around or did something that was considered inappropriate for church, you know, in front of God? How many of us had that notion that spiritual people don't enjoy life? To be spiritual, you sit around and you pray all day and you, 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 don't, you don't love life and you don't enjoy intimacy. Oh, that's sin. We have beliefs ingrained in us that have crippled our ability to enjoy life because the people who raised us, the people in our environment, They didn't know any better. They only knew what they were taught. And there's so many things that we need to unlearn in our own selves so that we can create a different society that does not give people messages that make them self-depreciating. But when you feel guilty about having joy and having fun and feeling love, That means you don't think you deserve it. You don't deserve to enjoy life. You don't deserve it. Where is that coming from? Think about early programming that you may have had that made you feel that way. The next thing is not accepting compliments. Now, how many of us heard growing up, well, I don't want you to get big-headed. So maybe if someone complimented us, oh, your little girl looks so cute. That's such a pretty dress. Oh, look at her little hair. I love those ribbons. Oh, she's so cute. And maybe your mother discouraged it, and I don't want her to get a big head. Oh, it was, you know, her hair's so nappy, had a hard time combing it. Oh, that dress, well, you know, it's a hand-me-down. I got it on sale. So, I mean, here you are, you're hearing someone compliment you, and then you're hearing your mother kind of minimize the compliment. So what do you learn? That you're, you know, good people don't, don't accept compliments. You, you, you depreciate yourself. Uh, you have to be humble. Uh, you can't praise yourself. Oh, that's egotistical. That's arrogant. You might have even gotten reprimanded for saying, oh, I, I'm, the, I'm the fastest runner on the whole block. Oh, you ain't all that. Other people can run faster than you. You ain't in the Olympics, are you? I mean, you don't you don't know what you may have heard that gave you the subconscious message that decent people don't raise themselves up or even let others give them compliments. And so as soon as someone compliments you, Oh, 
that's a beautiful hairdo you have. Oh, well, you know, it's really a wig. So, if it looks nice on you, say thank you. <laughs> we learned that. We learned that behavior. So next, avoiding challenges for fear of failing. Oh, this is a big one. What happens if you try something and fail? Well, then you're going to be made to feel bad. So you learn not to try new things because people make you feel bad if you do something. Maybe you don't know how to play volleyball, but, you know, there's people there out playing volleyball and everybody's having fun. And, you know, you'd like to have fun, but, oh, what happens if I miss the ball? And maybe you've had the experience. Okay, you get out there, you get on the team, and then somebody tosses the ball and they hit the ball and they hit it at you, and you miss it because, you, you know, you haven't, you never coordinated, you know, hitting the ball and stuff. And everybody on the team, oh, oh, you can't play. You're so stupid. Well, if you've had that experience, then in your mind you don't ever want to be made to feel bad again for not knowing how to do something. So you were conditioned not to try new things because you don't ever want to be made to feel like you were made to feel then, like you're a failure. Because you were not given the internal tools of saying, oh, well, I tried, you know, and that was good. So you learn not to ever try something new for fear of failure. Next, being overly upset by disapproval or criticism. Oh. Now, if you've had that other experience of being made to feel like a failure if you didn't do something right, that pain is still inside of you. And so if someone says something critical, it gets triggered and you feel it again and you get angry because they made you feel that hurt that you felt at some point in your life when perhaps you made a mistake or didn't do something right and were criticized harshly. So maybe someone says something minor. Oh, your car's a little dusty. You might need to get it washed. Oh, you trying to say I'm not going to wash my car? My car is fine. And, and is it... Maybe there's something wrong with your eyes. I just, I just, what? Where'd that come from? It came from your low self-esteem because you can't stand anything that sounds like criticism of you because there's an unhealed wound inside of you where someone made you feel so bad for something you didn't do right. The next thing, feeling sad, depressed, anxious, ashamed, angry, or worthless. Why are you sad? Why are you sad? Well, I'm sad because a friend of mine who I called, they won't answer my calls. You know, maybe they don't like me anymore. They're too busy for me. They don't think I'm important enough to call back. I mean, think of how many times maybe you called somebody and they didn't call you back 
and you have all these scenarios in your head. Oh, they, they're too busy for me. They don't, they don't think I'm worth calling back. They don't value my friendship. I always have to call them. They never call me back. You don't know what's happening in their life. Maybe they have their phone turned down on silent because they're in an auditorium full of people at an event, and you better not have your phone ringing. So they turn it off so they don't hear it ringing. They don't know. And after that, maybe they forgot to turn it back on. So maybe for a whole day they didn't get any calls. They didn't realize they forgot to turn their phone back on. But you took it personally. Like it was something they were doing against you. When you keep doing that, it's a sign of low self-esteem. Now, I know a whole lot of you that's ringing a bell. How many people are you mad at because they didn't call you back? And you got you get you have a story in your mind about why they didn't think you were important enough to call you back. Think about it. It's a sign of low self-esteem. So these feelings, shame, shame. That's a big one. They say shame is the lowest vibration you can have. When you're on that level of shame, you will do self-harm. That's where suicide comes in, shame, feeling that the society will not accept you and you can't deal with the thought of that. You can't deal with the pain of that. Everybody who has committed suicide did it from that low vibration, that place of shame, fear that they will be disapproved of for something that they fear is going to be exposed about them. And they're projecting that feeling that they're going to feel, and they can't face it. So they choose to opt out. They choose to go home. They choose to leave rather than face that. But what it is they fear is all in their own minds. And we've had some famous people commit suicide. And you wonder, how could they ever have low self-esteem? How could they ever feel bad? Everyone loves them. They didn't love themselves. They thought there was something defective about themselves, and they thought people would not love them anymore, and they didn't want to feel the pain of that. We can name some people. Just throw out a name. Recently, somebody who committed suicide. I believe Robin Williams was said to have taken his life, the great comedian that everybody loved. He had a debilitating illness, and he was perhaps seeing that as his illness got worse, he'd be a burden and people would get sick of taking care of him, projecting that. People don't realize when people love you, they will do whatever they can to take care of you because they love you, and they'll do what they can to make you comfortable. And that's part of their growth, learning how to show compassion, learning how to show love to someone who needs help. So a person who's sick in your midst is actually helping you Evolve spiritually higher because you're growing in your compassion. And it becomes a joy at some point to see that you're helping someone that you love. But if someone feels badly inside, they don't see that. So this is why we want to help you recognize if you have low self-esteem, so that you can overcome it. And, of course, 
We appreciate all of you. Got a, got a full switchboard there. We're grateful for all of you that are calling in to listen in. And, of course, those who are watching us on Facebook and YouTube, we appreciate you as well. Feel free to write in your comments and definitely take notes because we know that we've hit some of you all's spot. And you say, oh, yeah, I do that. Yeah, you do that to yourself, harming yourself because you don't feel good about yourself. So now let's take a look at what causes low self-esteem. And we want you to go back to that childhood because everything starts at the beginning, at the very beginning, in the formation of how you see yourself. Low self-esteem may stem from experiences in early childhood. If you didn't fit in at school, had difficulty meeting your parents' expectations, or were neglected or abused. This can lead a person to have negative core beliefs about themselves. These are ingrained beliefs a person has about themselves. So if you were teased in school, if you were not able to overcome it and understand that people who teased you also had low self-esteem, that's why they teased you, if you didn't come to that realization and be able to let go of the memory of how they made you feel, you may still be carrying that inside of you. So healthdirect.gov.au continues with teenagers, especially young girls, may be subject to unhelpful messages and ideals on social media and in the media generally that lead them to believe that their worth is based on how they look or behave. Come on now. We've all been teenagers, and if you've been a teenage girl, you know that you went through that. If you didn't have the right hair, if you didn't have the right clothes, if you didn't have the right face, you know, lipstick, makeup, whatever, then people could tease you. You wouldn't get asked to the dance or to the prom, and then, you know, people would laugh at you. And young people are cruel because most of them have very low self-esteem and the way they try to offset their low self-esteem is to make someone else lesser than they are. So that's why that's such a cruel period in time because that age group is struggling with low self-esteem. And this is why you see it manifested in, in bullying and other kinds of cruelty. It's coming out of people with low self-esteem. And, of course, when you have been the recipient of, of that kind of treatment, this may lead to low self-esteem and negative thoughts about your self-worth. So also, performing poorly at school or being bullied can cause low self-esteem, as we've said. If you perform poorly and the way the adults respond to you is with Negative criticism. Oh, you didn't you didn't pass that test, so we're not going to let you go to the game this weekend. Or you didn't get an A, so we're going to take away your allowance. If you're punished for your 
low performance, that makes you feel even worse. Instead of them saying, oh, well, it looks like you may need a little help in this. We'll see if we can get you some tutoring. Instead of them encouraging you, they punish you, which makes you feel worse. If you're being bullied at school because of the way you look, the way you dress, Maybe maybe there's something different about you. Maybe you're a different ethnic group. Maybe you're a different culture. Maybe you're a different religion or different language group, and you're made fun of. And no adults step in to re-educate your peers on how that's wrong and how they are showing their own low self-esteem. No one says anything. They just let you get bullied. Well, you're not going to feel good about yourself because no one's saying anything or doing anything to stop the bullying is confirmation that you're not worthy of respect because nobody is standing up for you. And when you're a child, when you're a teenager, you don't always have the self-esteem to stand up for yourself if it has not been ingrained in you by parents who fortified you with a healthy self-esteem. So stressful events, such as an unhappy relationship, a bereavement, or serious illness, may also cause low self-esteem. If you lived in a household of dysfunctional parents always fighting, subconsciously a child feels like it's their fault, they don't love me enough, And then sometimes their anger at each other spills over onto you. So being raised in an environment like that is going to not make you feel good about yourself. How many of us had that experience as children? It's still inside of us. So what are the effects of low self-esteem? If you have low self-esteem, you may have difficulty with relationships and problems at work or school. You may become very upset by criticism or disapproval and withdraw and withdraw from activities and people. You may avoid doing anything where you may be judged or measured against other people. Some people with low self-esteem stop looking after their appearance. Others may overly compensate by always being perfectly groomed. Of course, that's out of fear that if they're not perfectly groomed, they'll be made fun of. So it's overcompensation. You could also have problems with your body image, drinking too much alcohol or take drugs, and you may not stand up for yourself when you're bullied or abused. Teenagers with low self-esteem may use alcohol or drugs to feel better or fit in. They may have poor body image and may have sexual activity activity earlier than their peers. All of this are the effects of low self-esteem. We're going to take a break, give you a moment to reflect, and also give you a chance to call in, or if you're on a switchboard now, press 1. Because we all know people, even may even be ourselves, that fit these descriptions, these behaviors, And inside of them is the low self-esteem that was created by some 
deeply wounding experience in their childhood. And if we are fitting any of these descriptions, then we also are reacting to the deeply wounding experiences from our childhood. We'll be right back after this brief break. So we want you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment. So stay with us. You're listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. I'm Naeem Latif, sitting in for Dr. Debbie Green, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green every Thursday, and we look forward to her return and the healing of her laryngitis so we can hear her beautiful voice next week. And we will be right back after this message. morning a struggle to get out of bed into the swing of things well don't worry you are not alone join us for thought-provoking stimulating and mindful conversations on higher learning with zelda speaks for your monday morning mindfulness sessions on blog talk radio the female solution mondays 7 30 until 9 a.m be sure and send your ideas thoughts comments and suggestions also if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit zeldaspeaks.com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the mindfulness slash stress relief coach, Zelda Speaks. And thanks for sharing the mindfulness moment tip of the day. Stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned to your next session of mindfulness on higher learning with Zelda Speaks. Make it a mindful day. And thanks for listening. dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel. 
Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325, and press 1 to speak. sitting in for our Thursday host, Dr. Debbie Green, and we are talking about overcoming low self-esteem, and thank you for all who are listening in our Female Solution Facebook page or YouTube channel, and uh, feel free to write in your comments, and we will certainly share them with our listening and viewing audience. And our Friday host, Viata, says, Grand Rising Queen. Thank you so much, Grand Rising, to you. And thank us, United Spirits, that we are becoming more knowledgeable about the root of our adult issues. It can even start in the mother's womb. Time for healing and thriving. Yes, it starts in the mother's womb. And we'll be launching our Parenting with Peace class very shortly because we want to prepare women who are going to be given birth. If they've already raised children, we want to help them in that process. And if they are potential mothers, we want them to be aware of every step of preparation because how you feel about your pregnancy is being communicated to that child in the womb. And if you have one of those, oops, I'm pregnant and my man left me, and I wish I didn't have to have this baby, but I'm too far along in my pregnancy, and you're carrying that thought, that's rejection you're sending to that child all through that pregnancy. And it's very painful, and they feel it. And they come out feeling, I was not wanted. So we're going to help you with that in our Parenting with Peace class. Let's continue on. Because if you are hearing these items and recognizing things in yourself, now's the time to heal the pain. Because the way you feel about yourself is affecting the way you treat other people. What health problems are associated with low self-esteem? Think about this. And if you recognize anything that sounds familiar. Low self-esteem may be associated with health problems such as depression and anxiety, eating disorders, social phobia, attention deficit disorder, and substance abuse. 
So now let's take a look at and we talked about this a few days ago. Eating disorders. Emotional eating. Eating to make yourself feel better. Well, why do you feel bad? Why is your self esteem low? Why do you feel that some little word of criticism somebody gave you was confirmation that you're not worthy of love? Why did any little incident have the power to make you change how you feel about yourself? And so you have to go and eat. Eating disorders are very often undetected. Because this is a society where gluttony is a part of life. We just came out of a a holiday where people celebrated overeating for some strange reason. And obesity in America is higher than any nation in the world. And yet we have people who are in such states of poor nutrition because they eat the foods that make them feel better but are not necessarily nutritious. The sugary sweets and snack foods, they're comfort food because they give you the good feeling that you need because you feel bad. So if we could get to the reason why we feel bad, then we wouldn't need to eat in order to mask the pain or overcome the lack of, of good feeling that comes when you naturally feel good about yourself and your regular state of being is a state of joy. But when you feel bad a lot, when you feel bad a lot of the time and every little incident makes you feel worse, there are people who turn to food to feel better. That's not usually detected as an illness the way alcoholism and drug abuse is understood as an illness. But people will punish you for drinking too much or taking drugs. How many people are in jail on drug charges? How many people are in jail because they acted out because they were drunk and maybe they got into a fight or made a bad decision to drive while drunk? We punish people for behaviors that they exhibit And we don't get to the root cause of the behavior, which is their low self-esteem. If you heal that, then everything else will be healed. Get to the root of the problem. That's what our society must do if we're going to have a better society. So... How do you improve your self-esteem? Okay, you've been conditioned from childhood to feel bad on the inside about yourself. You try to avoid feeling bad about yourself. And all personality distortions come from low self-esteem. The person who's argumentative all the time, the person who is always putting other people down, the person who doesn't know how to assertively say that something is wrong but gives you the silent treatment, the passive-aggressive person who won't speak up, they just do little mean things to you or 
not speak to you. All of that. All behavior distortions come out of low self-esteem. So how do you improve your low self-esteem? Well, let's start by reversing the process that was ingrained in us. First, think about things you are good at. What are your strengths? Think about those things. Focus on those things. Stop thinking, well, I can't do this, I can't do that, I don't know this, I messed up that. Start to repair the damage inside of you by thinking of all of your strengths, things you are good at, that you're confident at because you know you're good. Think about those things. And let yourself feel the joy and the satisfaction of knowing that you are good at these things. Next, celebrate the small things in your life. Give yourself a pat on the back when you achieve a small thing. Now, you may have had parents who would see that report card with the three A's and the C and the D, and they made you feel so horrible about that D, so you never learned how to focus on those good things you did. Well, now you have to relearn how to respond to things. Those little things that you do, give yourself inner praise for that. Oh wow! I got the car into that little. I parked the car in that little bitty space, and it's parked perfectly. I did that. Oh, I'm a good driver. Little things. Feel good about that. Take the time to feel good about every little achievement, because you have to undo years of programming that you're unworthy, that you're stupid, you're ugly, you're lazy. All these things, whatever negative things you said, you got to do deprogramming by constantly inputting the positive every little thing doesn't matter how little be happy about it be proud of it feel good about it oh my nails really look good today that was a great manicure I had oh yeah look nice any little thing feel good about it Oh, I said a nice word to that cashier, and she smiled. Oh, I made somebody feel good today. I'm a nice person. I did something good. Feel happy about it. Praise yourself. Do that as a practice, as a practice every day. And don't think, oh, I'm I'm, I'm getting too arrogant, getting big-headed, because people say that. People say that to their children to teach their children not to self-praise, which what does it do? Give you low self-esteem. So you have to reverse that. Always, always, always tell yourself the good things about yourself. Always. And we've got some comments from our Facebook viewers. And our third Saturday host, Deborah, says, Blessings, improving your self-esteem by loving yourself. Yes. And you have work to do if you were raised in an environment where you did not feel loved. So you have to learn how to do that. And she says, caring for yourself. Yes. Yes. Take the time to soak your sore feet and relax and realize 
You deserve that time of not having to run around and do things for people. You deserve that time for yourself. You deserve that. Don't feel like you're being selfish if you take the time to care for yourself. The next thing says, challenge your negative thinking. Look for alternative explanations and put and put things into perspective. When you have that thought that pops up, oh, I'm so stupid, I forgot my wallet again. Instead of thinking that negative thought, see, now why would I think that? You know, people forget things all the time. Maybe, you know, maybe I was rushing a bit and didn't realize I changed persons. I forgot to change. Well, okay, well, it's a minor mistake. I can, it's okay. But catch yourself when you're, berating yourself when you're having a negative thought and then stop it undo it and then tell yourself the positive undo that habit of thinking negative that's going to take some practice so before we continue with this list we're going to take call area code 706-202 grand rising Introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience and give us your thoughts. Assalamu alaikum and Grand Rising. This is Elder Kwame in Edenton, Georgia, in stolen lands of the Muscogee Creek. You know, mm-hmm. I've been waiting and hearing you speaking on self esteem, and the part that I haven't heard yet is pride. Pride is a very important part of how you walk through, carry yourself, because you have pride enough to carry yourself, to elevate that self-esteem, how you care about yourself. That means that you have pride in, okay, I may not have had the greatest parents, but I have pride in, in the people that are my ancestors. And so it's being able to relate not to just what is right in front of us, but what has been before us and what was coming, the future of us. And so and being able to have that pride of being who we are as human beings, we have to be able to acknowledge that there is something that is great about this being that I've become, being and becoming, because... You know, there's a, a, a story in, in Native teaching that talks about the two wolves that it's inside. One is evil and one is good. And the question is, is that how do you deal with those two wolves that is inside of you? You feed the one that is best for you. And that's the part of being good and having pride in who you are and what your people have been on this planet. And so these are ways in which we can begin to look at not just low self-esteem. You can have false pride, you know, and that's that's something we have to be able to learn how to balance. And the other part is if we're praying for things, but, you know, sometimes we have to look at the stories and say that they commanded this. They gave us ten commandments. They didn't give us ten prayers. They gave us ten commandments. And in that commanding, it means is that you have enough pride, you have enough self-esteem to say that I demand this. I command this to be in my life. 
And these are the tools that we have to begin to look at. How do we decolonize the mind of the colonizer? And so these are ways in which we as a people, but we as a human, because what we have been given is, is you know, to be have low self-esteem is to make you feel lesser than. Anytime you put the word supremacy behind a word, that means that that word before it means is that they're greater than you. And nothing is greater than, than the creator because the creator created everything that we utilize on this earth. And so there is no supremacy. The part of it is, is how do you see yourself as being supreme? Well, you know, you've made a point that I'd like to explore, that about pride and feeling good about your origins, your ancestry, and how destructive it can be if you're living in an environment where you are learning that the people that you come from are of lesser value. And this is the same kind of low self-esteem that is created in a family where perhaps the message is given in your environment that your family is of lesser value, whether it's because of their racial background, their religious background, uh, their economic status, their language background, anything that is perhaps different than the majority of the people in your midst, and other people respond to you or your family as if you are lesser than, then you're going to feel as if you are lesser than. So we have this happening everywhere across the world. But let's just look at the U.S. We know that the history that has been given, let's just say African-American people, has been one that ingrains low self-esteem into the children. And we strive to correct that. And many of us in our anger want to point out how cruel other people were to us. And we hold that vibration of anger. And we want to somehow make the people who descend from the people biologically and genetically, we want to make them responsible for healing our hurt about that. And I want to say that that is not going to help us build high self-esteem. We have to take a different view of the history of humanity and remove notions that one group of people is better than another and one group of people is more favored by God than another. We have to evolve to a higher understanding that all of us, are merely souls on a journey toward higher consciousness, toward the ultimate, which is 
the unconditional expression of love from our creator. That's who we are. And whether our physical expression is in a darker skin or lighter skin body, whether it is a physical expression coming from the continent of Asia or the continent of Africa or the continent of Europe, which really isn't a separate continent. It's all part of the whole Eurasian continent. If you look on a globe, <laughs> it's really all one, uh, whether it's east or west, whether you're coming from Antarctica. Wherever you're coming from, wherever your physical encasement comes from or the genetic evolution of your body as shaped by the continent of origin of your ancestry, that does not define who you are. You are the soul inside the body, and your physical body is merely holding the genetic memory of your family lineage in your cellular memory. So you have that, but you as a soul, you are still responsible for your spiritual evolution toward love. And if you see yourself as a soul and not a body, then the pride that you have comes from the understanding that you as a soul had the courage to take on this earth journey, which is very difficult because you have people that are on different levels of development, some that will treat you badly because of their lack of understanding. But you are here to master this environment of negativity. And because you did that, you should be proud of yourself just for being that. And whatever physical expression you chose to manifest in order to have that genetic memory as part of your experience, that took courage. So be proud of yourself as a self, as a soul. And yes, if you are of African-American heritage, then you very likely have to undo the damage of misrepresentation of your ancestry and even the mistreatment of your current family lineage. That's what you have to do. But you must have pride in who you are as an individuated expression of God so that even if somebody else does something, that's of your family lineage or your cultural or racial group, it doesn't affect how you feel about yourself. One of the questions we ask in our book, Psychic Trauma, is about do you feel ashamed or embarrassed when you see a black person on TV and they're speaking in heavy dialect and you're feeling like they're sounding ignorant? Do you feel embarrassed? Now, where does that embarrassment come from? Number one, it comes from the idea that the standard dialect of English, the accepted standard of English dialect as spoken by most people descending from European lineage, is correct and a sign of intelligence. And anybody who is speaking other than that is lesser intelligent. And if someone from your genetic, your ethnic heritage 
is speaking in a way that is deemed unintelligent, then that means your people, the people you identify with ethnically, are unintelligent. And so you feel bad because you feel like they're representing you in a way that makes other people see you as unintelligent. And so you feel embarrassed when you see that. Now look at that whole train of thought that comes. First thought being that other people have the power to define your intelligence, your worth, your worthiness of being respected. The first is the error in that thinking. Second is the error in thinking that someone else who's part of your cultural background has the power to define you. So we have several errors in our thinking that keeps us in this cycle of anxiety about how we're going to be judged by others, particularly how we're going to be judged by Caucasians because we have it ingrained in us that that is a standard of judgment because we've been indoctrinated into a caste system in which white skin has been defined for us as the superior standard of acceptance, and we have not been able to evolve out of that. So the point you made about pride is very important because if you cannot be proud of who you are first as a soul, then you're always going to be manipulated by other people's definitions of what ethnic group is best or what physical appearance is best or what language is best. And they're all equally fantastic. All of us have a life experience that we're going through for the purpose of our evolution, regardless of what it is. And nobody's life experience is any better than anybody else's. When we reach that point of understanding, then we are unshakable, no matter what anybody says or does. So I thank you so much for bringing out that point. And, Baba Kwame, I'm going to leave your mic open, but I'm going to go to our next caller, area code 407-701, Grand Rising. And introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience and give us your thoughts. Grand Rising, um, my sister. This is Viata in Orlando, Florida, probably stolen lands here, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. but thank you for this uh, much-needed conversation. Um, and I, I, I wanted to share, I read last night to my granddaughter, I read the book, uh, The Four Agreements. I read to her about not taking things personally because um, she and her brother get into arguments and disagreements and fights and all that. And it, a lot of it is rooted in low self-esteem on some level. So, for those who don't know, the book, uh, The Four Agreements uh, by Miguel, uh, Don Miguel, is really excellent short read to help us um, get to the root of the low self-esteem. And so I read, she read, she actually read part of the chapter, and she's only nine years old, but not taking things personally. So that's another aspect that, that reveals low self-esteem, as the book points out, when people get angry uh, uh, when someone says something negative to them or triggers them, 
Uh, so I just wanted to share that book in case as as another solution for people who might be struggling with low self-esteem. The book, uh, The Four Agreements, is, I think, an excellent place to uh, in, become more enlightened and knowledgeable about ourselves and why we behave and react to people triggering our low self-esteem. That's really what it's about when we take things personally. We just trigger low self-esteem. So I just thought I'd share that. And, uh, of course, welcome everybody to join me tomorrow on Health and Well-Being with Beata. So uh, appreciate you, Naima. Thank you for this conversation. Um, and, and can you tell us that the, the name of that host, I mean, I'm sorry, the name of that um, book again and the uh, author again? Okay, it's called uh, The Four Agreements. It's by Don Miguel Ruiz, R-U-I-Z. It's a really short read, too. It's, short. it's almost like a pocket-sized book because you, have to, you really need to read it over and over again sometimes to get the four agreements. And one of the agreements is don't take things personally. Mm, yeah, that's a hard one for a lot of people because sometimes people take everything personally because they always have that running conversation in their head about themselves. And so everything that happens, they take it personally. That's a good point. So, yes, we urge you all to take a look at that book and absorb that. Thank you so much, Viana. Looking forward to tomorrow. And what, what's the show topic tomorrow? Well, it's still in the works because there's two okay. areas that I keep hearing about. But we're, work, we're working on it. I'll send out a flyer uh, this afternoon. All right. Well, and one, of, on one of the top, one of the yeah. topics I'm dealing with is that um, the the yet yeah, last year alone, I think the last year is twenty thousand babies. Uh, twenty thousand babies didn't make it to their first year of life. Mm. Mm. And, um, another area I'm looking at uh, is the number of the an insurance company executive put out some statistics, Forty per, the death rate is up 40% in the last two years, which he says is, un, un, is remarkable. They've never seen it like that. So we kind of huh? have a hint what about, and I'm going to just bring uh, some solutions to protecting ourselves because uh, there's also this uh, pneumonia-like uh, illness that has been reported in China and and of course the same pattern. Oh, it's coming to America, coming to America, and so we need wow. to be prepared to resist uh, the propaganda and the push for people to be afraid uh, about uh, something coming to us in the in the way of pneumonia or whatever, because it's the same pattern of fear mongering and propaganda that we saw over the last few years, and then the result has been. And then 40% increase in death and 20,000. I couldn't believe the stat that uh, actually our sister Caroline Tang wrote an article about it. 20,000 babies did not make it to their first year of life in the last two years. It's like, whoa. So that's just part of what I'm trying to figure out the best title and not to bring a problem so much as the solution tomorrow on health and well-being with the Mm, we'll be listening in for that, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Viata. We appreciate you. Always fantastic information, empowering information. Thank you so very much. 
We're going to take our last break, and we'll be right back with more from you as we talk about overcoming low self-esteem. And we'll be right back after this quick break, so stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. What happens when a group of people are kidnapped from their homes, smuggled away in chains, and held captive in a foreign land where they are tortured, raped, and forced to perform hard labor by the lash of a whip and under the constant threat of death? Slavery, the African-American psychic trauma. What happened to the doctors, writers, scientists, builders, educators, and spiritual leaders from Africa's golden age? Who did they really capture and sell into slavery? Are all African Americans suffering from psychic trauma because of a conspiracy to hide their true identities? Do you have psychic trauma? Take the test on page 22 of the book and see. Order it online today at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com and get your personally autographed copy of the book, Slavery, the African-American Psychic Trauma.
are back. Sorry, playing the wrong Deborah. Naima. Central music. <laughs> yes. Mokwami, yes. Right ahead. Yeah, before you before you went into the commercial, you made the statement of overcoming. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Okay. And we we use this this we change our words now. We say overstanding and understanding. Mm. Understand mm. is to be into the lower mind, in the lower self. Overstanding is to be into the higher self because ah. what we're attempting to do is is to get the inner standing. Mm. See, it's all inner. how we use our right. It's how we use our words because you close and you said overcoming, and we're mm-hmm. talking about raising the self esteem or raising the pride. So that means you have to overstand what has made you be in this low mindedness from that low part of understanding that you're less than, you're you're not going to achieve this, you're not going to be. That's the understanding of what was. What is is that I can get over this, and then I can take the, the way I get over it is because I have to have the inner side, understanding of finding the pride in myself. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. That was just. That word Agreed. you used, and I had to share that. <laughs> yes, thank you so very much. And you know, it, it is a journey because you're you're talking about undoing subconscious mind patterns, and you don't even realize that they are there. And when when things are triggered, like Beata was talking about, uh, taking things personally. And I mentioned earlier something little like somebody not returning a phone call and immediately your mind goes to, oh, I don't think I'm important enough to return my call. And you don't know where that thought comes from. Why why, why would you think that, you know? But it's something inside of you, and so then you react with irritation at the person. You took it personally because they had to make a decision not to take calls because they were in a place where it would have been rude to have your phone ringing. And yet we took that personally because of what? We have to look at what's inside of me that's making me do that. You know, why am I thinking that everybody's action is somehow reinforcing my unworthiness? So we don't even realize that these things are inside of us. And we're responding and not seeing ourselves as reacting because of our low self-esteem that was somehow implanted sometimes during our life and we don't we don't realize it. So like you say, we have to we have to overstand. So we have inner standing of what's inside. So let me share a few more and then I think we got another caller. Um think about things you can change. Don't worry about things you can't change. And you know of course that's a good point. Think of that serenity that serenity prayer God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Okay, you planned an outdoor celebration, and it started raining. You can't change that. You can't get upset. You can't berate yourself. Oh, how stupid was I to plan this outside and it's raining. Don't worry about it. You can't change that. What what can you change? Well, we can move the location to an inside location. We can you know, use this field house. Uh, yeah, it's not as much space, but it's okay. We can still have the event. 
and, and do what you can and don't berate yourself about something you can't do anything about. And don't make yourself feel bad because you, you can't fix the rain. It's the draining. So the next thing, avoid trying to do things perfectly. Perfection is not possible. But that's another thing. If, yes, we want to do our best, but you make that speech and, well, maybe there was a paragraph that you forgot to say in the speech. Oh, I forgot to say so-and-so. Oh, you obsess about it. Oh, I forgot to say, I wanted to do it. I did. So, let it go. The part you said everybody loved, forget about the part that you didn't say. Let it go. But we will focus on the mistake. So what? If something is not perfect according to your thoughts, you're still wonderful, you're still lovable, you're still worthy of respect. Respect does not require perfection. And you may have that thought in your mind because you may have been raised by parents who gave you conditional love. If you do everything right, we'll love you. If you mess up, we'll treat you badly. We'll spank you. We'll take away your privileges. If you're not perfect, if you don't do this thing exactly right, we're going to make you feel bad. And most of us are raised that way. If you were, then you had that in you, and you're doing it to yourself. So, like Baba Kwame said, you've you got to have an overstanding about where those thoughts are coming from so that you can have the inner standing to Start healing that and stop that cycle of self-blame if something's not perfect. So the next thing, stop beating yourself up if you make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. I got into a car accident. Oh, wow, I'm so stupid. Oh, I'm messing my car again. It's going to take me all this money. Oh, I don't have it. Oh, my God. I'm not going to have a ride to work. I'm going to have to take the bus. And, oh, I'm so stupid. What was I thinking? I didn't see the car coming, and I just, you know, it, okay, it happened. Things happen. Mistakes happen. Don't focus on beating yourself up. Focus on how do we repair the damage. And love yourself anyway because you're a human being. You only have the five senses, physical senses, that you're relying on. Most of us, we don't have a well-developed sixth sense. So we don't always benefit from that. But if you didn't see something coming, you overlooked something, you're not to beat yourself up for that. Love yourself anyway. The next thing, do things you enjoy. It's easier to be positive when you're doing things you like. And this means getting over that thought that you don't deserve to have fun. Take some time and have fun. Enjoy your fun. Go roller skating. Go bike riding. Sit in the park and eat popcorn and throw some to the squirrels. Do every, whatever you enjoy, what gives you peace of mind, which makes you laugh. Hang out with that friend who makes you laugh all the time. Go and see a silly movie. Don't think that you're not worthy of respect if you don't work all the time, work hard, always have some work to do. Have fun. Enjoy your life. Trust me, when you get to the end of the life and you're about to transition out of here, 
you will regret that you didn't spend more of your time in a state of joy. And you'll realize you could have. And no one stopped you from doing that but your own erroneous thoughts. Enjoy your life. The next thing, be with people who don't bring you down. Oh, this is a key thing. Sometimes you have to let people go. People who always want to say things and make you feel bad or criticize you. People who seem to enjoy being able to make you feel bad. They're doing that because of their low self-esteem. You might have to remove some people as your friends. Don't feel bad about that because they're choosing to do things that are hurtful. And that's the consequence of their choice. They lose the benefit of your friendship. But you deserve to be around people who make you feel good, who love you, who say kind things to you. Choose those friends. You're not obligated to be around people who are unpleasant, even if they're your family. You deserve to be in a state of joy and peace. And if there are people who disturb your peace, you have the right to remove them from your presence by choosing not to be in their presence. So make that choice out of love for yourself. The next thing, volunteer to help people. This can make you feel better about yourself. But just like people do mean things because they have low self-esteem and, and think if they hurt someone else and make someone else feel bad, they'll make themselves feel better. Well, that doesn't work. But truly doing kind things can make you feel better about yourself because you're reinforcing that you're a kind person and that makes you feel good about yourself. So do those things. Volunteer. Help somebody. And feel good about yourself for being a kind person that will raise your self-esteem. The next thing, exercise. It can improve your mood. Now, that is a very good piece of advice because you're actually changing your body chemistry when you exercise, you're increasing your blood circulation and the oxygen going to all parts of your body, which is enhancing the endorphins that are emitted from your brain. And you, the, the, the biochemical reaction that comes from exercise will make you feel better from a biochemical standpoint as opposed to just sitting and sitting. But don't exercise to the point where you feel bad. Oh, I'm so fat, I feel bad. No, exercise and feel good, no matter how much little you can do or a lot you can do. Don't do it to hurt yourself. Do it to change your body chemistry. Get your blood flowing. Feel better. Feel alive. Feel alert. And and don't set any standards where you feel like, oh, I didn't do as much as this person did. You can exercise whether you go to a gym or just exercise in your basement or just run down the street or walk down the street or whatever, but do it so that you can make yourself feel good inside your body, whatever kind of body you have. It will raise your self-esteem. So this list, uh, again, on the website of healthdirect.gov.au, it's a really good resource. And... Practice those things. 
that we talked about that will help you in your self-esteem because when you have high self-esteem, healthy self-esteem, you will treat other people better. People treat other people badly because of the way they feel about themselves. And they think if they make someone else feel bad, then they will feel better about themselves because they'll be able to say, at least I'm better than them. That's where all of that behavior comes from, whether it's racism, sexism, or classism. People who are perpetrating that are doing that because of their own low self-esteem. But if you have a healthy self-esteem and feel good about yourself, that has no power over you at all. There's nothing they can say or do to change how you feel about yourself. Yes. And so we're going to take one more call. We're going to take one more call, and then, and then Baba Kwame is going to give you the last word. Uh, area code 312-882. Grand Rising, introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience and give us your thoughts. Way on your shalom. Assalamu alaikum, Grand Rising, and to you and uh, to uh, Baba Kwame. Uh, Minister Plump, Chicago, Illinois. And I'm so glad, thank God, for the female solution that you, Naima, as well as uh, our elder, uh, uh, Baba Kwame, have discovered the most important person that is living. And this is what each individual has to discover, that they are happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise within themselves, being the most important person it is living. And also, uh, yes, uh, we can. You know, that's the power of the divine uh, way of life within yourself. And also uh, promoting not only I am happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise, but we are still plumping up Chicago, America, and the world. And looking forward to doing a collaboration, you know. Uh, we, well, we're uh, going to talk about that because we've got some projects we're working on, and i got to take one more call before we go. But, Minister Plum, we're going to call you after the show because we've got some projects we're working on. We definitely want you to be a part of that collaboration. So look out for my call later on today. We're going to take one more call, and then Baba Kwame give you the uh, the last word, area code 773-956. Your mic is open. Introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience and give us your thoughts. Uh, good morning. This is uh, Kubi James. I, yes. I swear Plump, Plump going gonna to collide with the whole world one day. <laughs> That's what we're supposed to be doing. We're all one family, so we all be working together. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, it was good talk. Um, it's it very important that our, our children learn that lesson. A lot of people don't learn that lesson to, to, to their adults. Um, mm. but, you know what I mean? Because when we get beat down all through our lives. Um, but one thing about one thing about me, <clears throat> you know, I don't know if you ever heard some guys, he just go, it's not how you look, it's how you feel. Mm. And yeah. if you feel good, if you feel good, it doesn't matter how you look because feelings, you know, your nature, the feeling, the, the, the feeling of a, a cold glass of water, the sunshine, the feeling of nature supersedes anything in the world. Absolutely. So if, you can, if you can 
be balanced and, and, and control how you feel. And like you said, how you, how you think about yourself is really how you feel. You know, are you vibrating? Are, are, you, know, you, know, you, know, you know what I mean? You know that, what I'm trying to say? That is true. It's like, it's like you know, a, 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 car, a car runs by its engine. That's the inner, the inner child, the inner being. Once you discover your inner being, it, it, you know, people are like lights. They, they switch on and off. People don't bother. Yeah. People don't bother you. Yeah. All right. That's all I wanted to yeah. say. Well, thanks so much. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Continue to shine your light. Well, we got a minute uh, left before we wrap up, Baba Kwame. I'd like to hear your last words of wisdom. How can people evolve to a state of understanding of themselves so that they no longer have self-esteem? What are your thoughts? Well, and the part you said about the ism when you were talking before the two other callers came in, the ism is the ill sick mind. And the, mm. being, the ill sick mind is when you find words that have sexism, alcoholism, racism, it's the ill sick mind of that, that, that subject. And so what we have to begin to understand is, is that ill sick mind, you can't expect sick people to do well things. And that's wow. how we have to begin to look at it because I can't change them, but I can see how it, I, how they affect me, and I have to begin to see how I can bring myself up from that level because my glass is not half full, and if I empty out my glass, I'm coming down to your level. If, can I help mm. you get your glass filled to my level is what the part of being and becoming is. And these are the challenges that we have, and especially as elders, because... We are grandparents, and our children is tearing up the house called the earth. <laughs> wow. That is so powerful. Well, Baba Kwame, thank you so much for that last word of wisdom. If you got an ism, that's an ill, sick mind. I love it. Well, I'm going to be using that, so yeah, I'll, I'll try to attribute it to you whenever I say it, but, yeah, I'm going to definitely be using that one. <laughs> well, thank you so much. We all we appreciate you all so much. And, of course, Dr. Debbie, we want you to get better. So we're sending you that love and light. Laryngitis can be gone, and we can hear your beautiful voice next week, next Thursday. And until that time, we want all of you to think good thoughts about yourself. And join us again tomorrow right here on the Female Solution Global Radio TV show for Health and Well-Being with Viata. I'm Naima Latif. Until then, continue to shine your light. Germany, Danke. Poland, John Cudion. France, Merci. Spain, Gracias. Italy, Grazie. Egypt, Shukran. Ghana, Medasi. Nigeria, Eshe. South Africa, Ngiabonga. Senegal, Jared. Kenya, Asante. Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakur, Saudi Arabia, Shukran, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings.